so welcome to our second Ready Pop uh, podcast. This time we're exploring the um, the world of music festivals, our local music festivals to Reading, uh, and and how coronavirus and the current lockdown has affected what we've been trying to do or stopped what we've been trying to do. So we've got uh, four people involved in this conversation representing uh, four different events. Uh, yes, I'm Dave Mole. Um, I co-run and, and book a couple of running festivals. One is I Listening, uh, which was due to happen in April, which is now hopefully happening in October. And another one is an outdoor event called Down the Abbey, which we started last September, which uh, as it stands is still coming on for this year, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Pete, Pete Wheeler. So, uh, yeah, I'm Pete Wheeler and I am the booker and marketing coordinator for Ready Pop Festival. Great. And hi, I'm uh, Jez Felwick. I'm a trustee of the Chris Bevington Foundation and we put on a festival, uh, well, a sort of one day charity event called Around the Boundary. So very much an amateur event organiser in this space, but we've done, uh, done it two years. It will be our third year uh, in May bank holiday uh, the late bank holiday the date exactly i've forgotten maybe 21 but um i'd say it's hanging in the balance for us it's you know no it's a current postponement um well i should introduce myself actually i'm gavin uh i'm the creative director of ready pop i always forget to introduce myself um so i'm also involved with with the programming and coordinating of the the Ready Pot Festival, um, but yeah, I was chatting to somebody the other day and saying that nobody gets into the uh, the music industry um, because they're a realist. It's all it's all an optimist's game. So yeah, I can see Jazz is still thinking, yeah, it's going to go ahead in May. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think so now. For the record, it's not going ahead in May. <laughs> and for any of the, any of the people I've forgotten to tell, which is most people, because I'm figuring they'll work it out for themselves, it's not going ahead. So do contact me if you're angry. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I'm finding interesting just chatting to people doing, doing these podcasts is to know what people have been listening to, um, what music they've been turning to at the moment, um, and whether that's different to perhaps your normal listening habits. So, so, so yeah, I'm just going to ask each of you. So, so Pete, what have you been... What have you been listening to what's your well i've been listening to quite a lot of tracks and then working on them so i've been doing making quite a lot of music from other people's music so creating edits as uh one half of twin sun with jamie and um yeah so quite a lot of a real diverse mix of stuff and also putting together mixes and putting them out so kind of trying to kind of fill that gap with the creative side i enjoy the latest tame impala album as well and that goes on quite a lot at home, but it's it's a real real variety, quite a lot of radio, um, but mainly just digging for those tracks that we can either use for samples or to create edits hey, from. What have you been listening to, Dave? And I found some listening to albums. I have listened to new stuff at like New Foles Records and things, but like a lot of music, probably when I was actually twenty or something, or that like a little while ago, probably when you know that sort of comfort blanket of like so, like OK Computer and the albums I was like really into back then or whatever and I also realised on the radio I don't know if it's the same thing but I know a friend of mine I was talking to was about the same that I know it's like on six music so I'm listening to a lot more older music so it's older music and I think it's a psychologically comforting about hearing stuff you're familiar with rather than it's like 
his new single that you know of an act that some might care about some won't you know so I do think maybe and I, I know other friends who listen to it will be like we're watching like Friends and like, so like seems progressing a little bit in terms of like comfort blanket TV music and I suppose that's partly maybe the subconsciously reaction to the situation we're in maybe yeah yeah that is that's interesting, Dave. You should say that. A friend of ours pulled up the top 50 singles of all time as compiled by Rolling Stone magazine, which is an interesting list, but not reflective of how I've grown up and all of that stuff. And he okay. said, Why, why don't we do our own top 50 songs of all time? Don't do this, guys. Right, so uh, at five or six days into it, one, you're going down rabbit holes, exactly like you're saying, Dave. It's comfort <laughs> blankets, all the old albums. So you're now you're, you're trying to pick one song from the Radiohead catalogue that, that you want on your top 50. Or do you? I basically ended up with 105 songs and then gave myself a time deadline to just pick. Because obviously any given day can be a different top 50. But they're all very... Um, you know, I, I, DC Fontaines, I put in there as just a, like the last a little. I thought, hey, I reckon this could mm-hmm. go the distance. Um, but no, same as Dave, very back through the, <laughs> a whole host of old stuff. And I'm talking, yeah, it was interesting. How do you how do you define your top fifty? Is it by songs you would like your children to hear and dig deeper into? Is it what you know? Is it your dead? Is it your desert island disc fifty? It was, um, it was actually really interesting and a good, but like a long time and quite painful. So, um, so it's probably a good time to sort of ask the first and possibly most obvious question, which is, how has um, how has the current uh, coronavirus and lockdown affected your plans for the year? Um, so, as Jez is still working out what that means. Uh, maybe we start with Dave. Well, I mean, it's a few things. One, in terms of the, just the festival, um, you know, like we basically haven't sold any tickets really uh, for the last few weeks. I think we sold like five or something, five, ten. Um, but that's obviously a realisation of where people are at with, with things. Um, it's also had a financial impact on us as a company and as me personally, in terms of losing work, uh, which I may not get back um, in terms of well, our shows being moved or postponed or some still in the balance to later dates most being pushed to the autumn uh, at the moment or early next year um, whether those will happen we'll have to see um, and going back to the festival yeah so it wasn't so I listening was due to take place on Saturday 25th of April it's the last weekend um, for those who probably don't know it's um, a multi-venue um, the event around the town centre in Reading raises money for a local charity, a disability charity called Reading Mencap. Um, so, a few weeks ago, I don't know, times, I don't know, what is time anymore? What a day. So, <laughs> so, but at some point, I can't remember, like, probably wasn't a month ago. Um, uh, no, it must have been over a month ago, yeah, because we, we announced that we were postponing it till October, the end of March, I think, around about this sort of time. Yeah, yeah around about this sort of time last month yeah. and I remember maybe like a week or, or so before that I can't remember now we were like oh we best look into moving it or look at the idea of moving it as like a plan B yeah. you know because I guess like everyone everyone sort of keep an eye on what was going to happen and I remember like, I think we had that conversation like on the Monday and I think by sort of the Tuesday 
lunchtime, the situation had moved so quickly that we thought, okay, we best put like a little statement out saying, okay, look, you know, we're still planning to go ahead in April, but we're looking to the possibility we might need to move it, you know. And then it got to maybe like the Thursday, and by the Friday, it was there was no choice. We knew we'd have to move it, and um, and luckily we managed to find another date, which is Saturday, tenth of October, and uh, you know, hoping, fingers crossed, that that we'll be able to go ahead, but we'll just have to see. If I'm still on lockdown, obviously, that's not going to be a good one, but we'll have to see where, where things are at. So that's kind of where we're at at the moment, really. Just kind of hoping that, um, like a lot of people, we can get back to some sort of normality before the end of the year, but obviously, you know, keep people safe and well is, is more important. So we'll just have to see how things unfold. Pete, Pete, what are you, in terms of ReadyPot, what, 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 what did you see? You know, we've both been involved in that. I suppose, I suppose just, you know, from my, from my perspective, the thing that that was the um, the the kind of initial instigator for us was our ticket ticket company basically saying um, due to coronavirus we're going to hold on to your money uh, until five days after your event, um, which meant that we couldn't um, you know we basically couldn't cash flow our festival from from ticket income. Um, so, so that was the biggie that kind of started us having to think seriously about the practicalities. But yeah, as again, yeah, things move quickly as they did for Dave. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I think, well, obviously, like you say, it was to do with the ticket thing, but also the other big thing we were discussing a lot. So this is around the same time that Dave's talking about, the middle of March. And the other big thing was obviously licensing and, and being knowing whether or not, because unlike Are You Listening, it's, a, it's an outdoor event over three days in a park. Um, Christchurch Meadows and um, so it was a case of you know whether that would affect if there weren't going to be emergency services available and this sort of thing so it was a combination of those two um, obviously again like Dave's event the um, the tickets were starting to slow down a lot but um, I was very optimistic at first I was still feeling as if there could be an opportunity but uh, there, there was really was a rapid change in how things were, were looking and how they were going. And now, I mean, as we look at it now, at the end of April, I mean, it just, every event is pretty much cancelled around the same time or, or earlier. And so I think if anything, uh, cancelling, sorry, postponing, rescheduling even, uh, when we did was was definitely the right thing to do. And it's obviously, it's a massive shame with all the work, all of the the excitement that we'd had for the lineup, but understandably, you know, the most important thing is is everyone's safety and, and the event being able to run as, as well as it it should and would have and we'll do that next year all going well yeah and I suppose you know the events that we're talking about in terms of are you listening and and ready pop and also around the boundary are all um, you know charity fundraising events um, mm. I mean Jez where, where had you where had you got to in, in you know in, in your planning for this year I think the big thing for us was we had secured quite a large headliner um to the you know and have paid their management a four-figure sum uh not a small four-figure sum <laughs> um ouch <laughs> you know and, that, and and so said band you know had a couple of number one albums in the 90s and for our demographic probably was going to take it definitely to the a slightly different stratosphere as our what i've been describing as a sort of jumped up village fate vibe that we've had before so very excited about that. Spent a good few, you know, good few weeks designing artwork for it, uh, getting it signed off by the agent. Just at that point, we hadn't even 
told anyone because we hadn't had the artwork signed off, which had to happen before we can go live with it. So at that point, Corona struck. Um, so for us, um, we are a small, you know, to what 2000 max event if we can get the people down. So we can move quite quickly in all reality. We also work with a cricket club who co-host the event with us. So that not only are we looking at musician schedules and how that's working, but also the, the ECB's uh, club schedules. So, so, so at the moment, yeah. <laughs> we're at a, we've got a pencil on a, a pencil with the band's management who are reorganising their own tour, which they had a small venue tour, sort of O2 Academy tour going on. Um, we've got a pencil on a September date. We're waiting for the ECB to see if that if they're going to bump a load of club games, so we won't be able to do it on that day anyway. I've got to have a conversation with management because they've got a large chunk of our money, so quite how we work that through. Will September even be viable? I don't know. Mm. Um, but I think my trustees, you know, we can probably hang on till July. We only need a, a couple of months I reckon to, to bring it all together. So I think we can wait for July. You know, the magic number is what is the government going to say in terms of outdoor gatherings? What is the number going to be? And obviously that could change and get bigger over the months. But what is the initial? I think we'll be able to get a steer from if it is okay, public gatherings of no more than 100 people, then obviously it's not looking great. I think we're sort of hanging on for that. But the, at the moment, we haven't got any other outlays mm. don't need to put any more costs uh down until you know if we start in july we could probably pull it home um so i think we're just slightly sitting on the fence i will have to put a call into band management to see where they're at really yeah um so that's kind of we've got you know we've had one big outlay just need to work through that yeah i mean are we i guess we following from what pete was saying you know the license is a big thing we've got a license for one weekend of the year so it's not like we can easily change the date of our event within a, within a calendar year um so it fairly moved fairly quickly moved for us from um well if we can't do it in july as planned then really the only option is to to move it a year um and i suppose having seen um, Glastonbury do that and start that trend as it were a lot basically that very quickly happened um, with with lots and lots of events they just kind of shifted it 12 months um, and that seems to have been a kind of broadly across the board for, for the kind of certainly the outdoor events is to just kind of give up on this year uh, and look at next year. I think it's clean. It feels that feels for a certainly a three day bigger affair. It just that that does feel clean and really easily understood by the general public, I, which is something to, for you to bear in mind. It's like, OK, I can just cancel that or just hold on to my ticket. Hopefully, you know, you can persuade everyone that they don't need a refund, I guess, which is a big thing. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we shared that with our audience and, and it's been the response has been really good, really really positive because we'd sold best part of a thousand advanced tickets for this year uh, and nearly all of those people have just gone yeah hold it over to next year a handful of people asked for refunds you know we're you know one percent roughly thereabout is, is is 
you've asked for refunds but equally a couple of people actually bought tickets for next year already and <laughs> and, and somebody just came came in with a hundred pound donation and just went you know i think this is really important that it happens so so overall the impact the immediate impact hasn't been in terms of the tickets and um it had there hasn't been a rush for people to to to, to get their money back although you know that may more people may may need their money back you know as this drags on uh, we go into to next year but i think the audience reaction by and large so far has been has been good but i, th I think it's it's a tricky thing if you're looking at rescheduling into the autumn i think um because I, there are so many unknowns we've just basically postponed our unknowns further into the future um <laughs> but but I guess you know either you know we could be coming out of this and all of a sudden there's an incredibly busy autumn um, with everybody trying to re reorganize and reschedule events or, or may, maybe maybe it's a great time you know people are going to be looking to, to get out um, but you've got you've got uh, Dave you've, you've got not only yeah. will you have a rescheduled are you listening but you'd also potentially have to have down at the Abbey. Mm as well and i suppose that presents a bunch of you know logistical issues across running two events closer to each other uh, and also are you noticing is there any are you noticing any difference in attitude of uh, of audience or 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 bands and performers with one being a charity event and the other being uh, you know a not a charity event yeah it's just an event as it were um i haven't noticed that at the moment but i mean that might that might change we'll see but, i mean i think to be fair when we when it came to rescheduling by listening everyone was really supportive actually and we're very quick actually to kind of come back to me if they could do it or if they couldn't do it so i mean from that point of view that was quite encouraging and you know we've managed to keep pretty much the whole lineup by like i think five five or six acts for the october date which, which was really positive because obviously it could have been a lot worse and in terms of down the abbey and i listening being close together obviously that wasn't part of the, the plan as it were um i mean in terms of that the abbey happening at all like we're going to make a decision i think in the next coming you know in the coming weeks i think what happens with the next government lockdown meeting and uh, again any information about gatherings i mean um like yourselves with ready pop we've got a license for that weekend so we've got a three-day license then we ended saturday last year um so um at the moment we've got like a saturday on a saturday on sale and we will look at this on the friday um we'll just have to see where we're at with things really and how things are looking i mean we could potentially look decent maybe on the friday instead of the saturday or i'll try and you know if it's a, if it's let's say like a limit on numbers you know if it was like 500 people or a thousand people whatever then maybe we could try and make something work but we'll just have to see what happens but i mean um the, re the reason we had it in the autumn was to have, try and have a good, good gap base between having eye listening in the early part of the year and, and Stanton Abbey at the latest part of the year. But um, whether we'll both happen, I don't know at the moment. We just have to have to see. We have to have our options, I think, how things unfold. You know, as everyone knows, the situation keeps changing. So um, I think everyone needs a bit of guidance, really, on what the exit strategy will be and how things might look. Um, and I think that will obviously help the people. Um, 
sort of consumer confidence, I suppose, and also help people decide for themselves, you know, where the situation might be with their own personal. Because that's, that's the thing I think, like, my music is really important and community and bringing people together and, you know, especially charity as well. These are all very positives, but I think we all have to be realistic that in some ways it's also luxury. Some people use a bit of a luxury thing and, and the fact that if you're, you know, if, if, people's work has been affected and people yeah. worrying about bills and going to a gig is probably not top of the list you know um, and obviously the government viewpoint seems to be that hospitality events are probably going to be the last things to go back to some sort of normal whatever that new normal might be so um, <clears throat> just have to see how things unfold but you know trying to be positive obviously at the same time you know that I think people will want to I think people, people will still want to support things like in terms of you saying about the refunds like we've We've had any. I think we've had like a handful of refunds yeah. so far for our listening, um, which is really, which is great, you know. And so it buoys us a little bit. So I think people also want to kind of celebrate actually being able to do stuff again. And it's just, I think everyone's just wondering what that will look like, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and also what the, we, yeah, we don't yet know the parameters, so we're not entirely sure what the alternatives might be. You know, you, you're. Are oh, you listening? Was mm. was due to happen last weekend, and you you did some you did some kind of virtual stuff, didn't you? You did some some online yeah. sort of insta gigs or, or whatever. How how did they those go? How did how did they work? Did they work? <laughs> how was it? Like we weren't going to do anything, and I think part of this for myself was like, it was so weird not having anything going on. You know, it was normally at this time been, been really busy building up to the festival, so. I hadn't done that. I've seen a couple of sort of live streams and, and Facebook and, and Instagram being the main two. And um, it went on quite well, actually. Like, we just had a few local acts and technology tended to work pretty good. Um, and we did a quiz in the evening, which was really popular. It was like 30 teams. That was that um, through um, like a Zoom sort of platform. Um, and I think the, the few acts that were involved and everyone seemed to really enjoy it actually in terms of having it was still something it wasn't the same and that was actually one thing that came from it was really nice was quite a few like tweets and um, and comments from people and sharing um, some people sharing you know, like um, photos from last year's mm. I listening or other ones and saying oh this time I'll be in the pub with my mates you know moving wristband looking at the programme and things like that and that was really nice that was really quite sweet actually like kind of people sort of missing it and like and you know I was saying <laughs> to people like I know that's I know it's not the festival, but you know, let's try and have sort of fun. And people seem to quite seem to quite engage with that actually. And yeah. we raised a hundred quid for for Ready Man Cap, you know, um, which was good. So I'm sort of glad we did something, and I think it made everyone feel maybe a little bit better that there was, oh. you know, it wasn't the, the festival that everyone's expecting to go to, but it was nice to have something going on at the same weekend, and you know, give people a chance to kind of maybe sort of forget about other things for you know a few hours uh, right now you know it's clear people are at home so they they're gonna be tuning in from wherever they are but come july you know maybe we'll be allowed out you know pete what are your thoughts on you know what we might need to do to well my thoughts sort of change all the time because it is so we're still in such an unpredictable time and obviously you know it's going to be the middle of summer and i think that by that point um, you know, people, if they are able to go out and have some kind of socialising, they're going to be keen to do that. So I think, I think we keep looking at what, what's going to work um, and be exciting content. I'm definitely like, because um, I, I, I actually did tune in to Dave's um, Insta festival and it was really fun and it did work really well. And like you said, there's lots of kind of nice things to, uh, to chat about. And I certainly uh, think that sharing... 
Um, getting people sharing their experiences from previous Ready Pops is definitely going to happen. And, um, and getting loads of photos and just, just kind of like reminding people uh, what it was. Um, but I think there's definitely an opportunity for us to get a bit of music involved. So, uh, yeah, getting a few ideas together now. Around the Boundary um, is a rate of money for, for the Chris Bevington Foundation and Ready Pop's been a, a beneficiary of, of those funds. So, yeah. you know, I, you know, we're very keen to, to, to continue being a beneficiary of those funds. <laughs> and we're um, keen to raise the money. So that may be a time of year where there's things that perhaps we'd intended to do with Ready Pot Festival um, that we couldn't do in July. Maybe we can support um, support your event. I mean, exactly. I mean, we've had discussions. Maybe, you know, maybe this year isn't the year for the big, you know, in the, book, the big act. You know, but maybe we can rethink. And again, you know, we'd have to wait to see what the guidelines are. But you know, maybe it's a smaller scale, but you know, more community focused, but a good fundraising event. Yeah, or even even just about engaging people who just haven't had a chance to come out and listen to a bit of live music, or just have that experience. That um, it might be that people need to come to some smaller you know, less frenetic. They might want to come out with a couple of hundred people before they go to a football stadium. I think it uh, could be age demographically linked. I, I, you know, and and sensibly so. I think every person in a slightly different age demographic will be have a slightly different view and risk profile, and and that will therefore, I think, affect certain events. I think outdoors, though, will be a key factor. Whatever it is, outdoors to begin with. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe to wrap things up, maybe let's let's put our, our promoter um, optimistic rose-tinted spectacles on and look look to the future. Well, what's the kind of what's your 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 future your positive future vision for next year, Jez? Let's start with you. In my heart of hearts, I do think it will probably be next year but I'm just sitting on the fence. Um, I feel like we'll be more prepared because we'll have done, we, you know, I've got my head around everything, all good to go, ready to hit send, and um, it didn't happen. So I'm kind of feeling, you know, like we'll be the most prepared for next year. I think we're really, you know, I'm excited about having a bit of a headliner. And I think we'll probably try to carry over the headliner till next year if, if management and diaries align um yeah i mean it, i do just feel it's going to be for, for me it's just literally taking it and just moving it by a year i can't see that i'm going to do anything different because i felt like this year was going to be us probably doing that thing where we're slightly out of our depth gavin <laughs> calling you saying okay yeah. Uh, yeah. you know that idea about getting that funded i think it might have gone to the <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing I, I can serve lots of food what's great about our festival is that i do i am very confident about our food offering because you know i just get my season we're all coming from you know we're doing glastonbury the couple of weeks afterwards so you know around the boundary in the yeah. middle of a cricket pitch is, is okay. Hey, do you know what? I just hope it's sunny. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. Pete, Pete, what's your optimistic thoughts for next year? 
Well, the great thing is I do feel extremely optimistic about next year because we know what we're going in with and we know that it's what people are excited about. You know, it, it was, it was going to be the fifth, fifth birthday this year and next year will be just as good because we have pretty much all of the acts. Certainly no one has said, no, they're not going to play yet. And we did still have other acts to announce as well. So we've still got that opportunity to add something special to what we've already got. And what we already had was the best lineup we've ever had. So to me, it's I'm just a bit, you know, it's a shame, isn't it? But there's absolutely no way you could try and do something under these circumstances. It wouldn't have the vibe. We get to next year, it will have the vibe, it will have the fun, it'll be a great event. And all we want is everyone to to make sure the 9th to the 11th of July is in their diary and uh, they won't regret it. That's it, really. Yeah. And Dave, your, your optimistic thoughts. Yeah, I just, I just think, actually, I hope that people would appreciate these things a bit more, I think. In terms of maybe live music or any sort of culture, I think being in a, a lockdown actually, I think people are watching on TV or films or music and and all those people that put their work into it, those things happen. So I'm quite positive actually that I think people yeah will sort of really appreciate those things more actually. And will it be you know maybe before people are oh, not sure if I can be bothered to go to a gig on a Tuesday night, you know. You know, and they were into. They're like, Do you know what? I'm going to spend, you know, a tenner or wherever it is, and I'm going to go to that gig now, and I'm going to go see that film at the cinema, and I'm going to go to that music festival because I think people might appreciate, you know, those things more. Actually, I think it's easy to kind of take these things for granted, especially at the same time we live in an age of, like I said, you know, you've got loads of music and films and TV at your fingertips, but it's just not the same without these people being there to create it. So I think people hopefully will be, will go out more and and we'll appreciate all types of creative endeavours and um, and hopefully be great atmosphere, you know, at, at gigs, at festivals. Um, that's what I hope anyway. Nice stuff. So, yeah, thank you for, for taking part in this. Uh, we'll share it with the world shortly and see if anybody is vaguely interested in what we have to say. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Ready Pop podcast. Please listen to our next episode. Goodbye.